to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. We're back. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Oh, if only you could see us. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words, so I'm just bobbing my That's head. It. Guess mm-hmm. who's back? We're back. Hello. I'm Alexa, and with me is Ambrosia, and um, we're we're back. It's been a it's been a minute. How many episodes did we miss? Been. Three. Twenty-five. Twenty-five? Yeah. I'm so happy that we still have a listening audience. You guys are so dedicated. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, we didn't record the last couple of episodes that we usually do because I was out of town and it was hard to bring my podcasting stuff with me. So um, I was actually at the Purium Summit, the superfood company that we are partnered with, and it was incredible in all kinds of ways and really excited to share what's going on um, with that company with you guys. And we'll do that probably in the next episode. But today we wanted to just get back into our groove and catch up on some things and talk about um, subconscious success blocks. Good topic. Very good topic, I think, for all of us right now. All right, there we go. Need to adjust my headphones. Um, so before we get into that, Ambie, how are you? I am doing well, doing well. Missed you. Missed you too. So Alexa and I have uh, morning conversations, like just to go over what we have planned for the day. And we didn't. And I was like, ah, I'm we lost. Did, though. We, we did a couple times. We I re- did a couple times. I was we like walking outside in the parking lot of the hotel talking to you a couple times. That's right. And I appreciate that. We did. Um, what else? Had my daughter's birthday party. I saw with ponies with rainbow she hair. She had a pony. No big deal. It was it was pretty, pretty successful. The pony almost got heat stroke. It's not funny. Um, I was worried. Oh. I was, we were all very worried about the pony, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I had the idea... I was like, it's air conditioning in the house. Let's bring the pony inside. And so my husband's like putting down a tarp so the pony doesn't poop everywhere. But then the trainers were like, no, no, the pony is like eating and drinking. So as long as the pony's not wobbling and eating and drinking, he's fine. I was a little disappointed. But Mm. what are you going to do? Well, it was still pretty cool. It looked cool. Was was Bryn so excited? She was so happy and like she was the only kid, thank goodness, that wanted to ride the ponies pretty much the whole time. Yeah. All the other kids were like, rode, I rode the pony once and I'm over it. Yeah. So 
definitely picked the right child to have a pony party. And she liked all the other animals. She's a big animal lover. Yes. So, so it was awesome. nice to have the animals come to her and they weren't big and overwhelming. So yeah. it was nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, she loves she loves animals. And I was just realizing that I'm like, oh my gosh, that must have been so cool for her to have just animals all around. What if one day she like lives on a farm and takes care of tons of animals and has her own ponies? That'll be cool. That'll be cool. She was asking the trainers a lot of questions about the farm. What does the farm look like? And <clears throat> how many animals do you have there? How many bunnies? How many sheep? All of the things. Um, and then they were like, why don't you come by the farm sometime? And I was in the background like, no, stop, stop. <laughs> not going to the farm. <laughs> so I think we're going to have to make a trip out there and check it out. I want to go to the farm. Um, it's cool. You know, I was just thinking it's pretty cool. Like, you know how we sit here and we talk about, oh, well, I've always been this way, like whatever way it is. You know, and I remember when I was little this one time and we'll tell a story and it, it really is like, uh, and you know how pe- people say, especially in this kind of community, it's like, well, your passion was always there, right? You were always – when if you want to know what you love, like just look at what you were doing when you were little. Like what were you so drawn to? And so it's cool to like hear that and realize like that that's so cool to see. That's probably part of Bryn's path, you know, and to realize like this is the beginning stages of it. Like that's her asking and one day she might be like, and I remember when I was this year old, she'll tell the bunny story. She'll tell the story (laughs) about like asking, you know, the pony people about the farms and and I was always so, you know, like interested in where they lived and how they were and like to think what will that blossom into one day? Like what what will that transpire into? Am I using that word right? I don't know. But yeah, what will that evolve into? It's really kind of cool to think about from this perspective, you know? Oh, I can't wait to see. I hope she, you know, I hope I always hope that she does something awesome, but I mostly hope that she's happy. I just want her to be happy with whatever she does. But yeah, it would be really cool to see. She's also a really good artist. Like she draws better than I do. So the other idea that we had was doing a art party, but she didn't like that idea. She didn't want to do that because she very much wants to make sure everybody else is happy. Mm. So she didn't think other kids would like that as much. And uh, we kept this a secret from her. So it was pretty cool. We were like, so they arrived in a trailer and my three-year-old son watches Jurassic Park and they're in trailers. And so he runs upstairs because I, I literally locked a brain in her room and I shut the windows and I was like, you can't see outside. (laughs) Um, But they, my three-year-old comes booking it upstairs and he goes, mommy got you a dinosaur. And she looks at me and I was like, yep, that's what it is. Dinosaur. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, the Jurassic Park trailers. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. He was – oh, my gosh. He – okay, we'll get off this topic in a second, I promise. He got on the pony first, like pushed everybody in line, got on the pony first, and then was like, yeah, yeah, to the pony. And the trainer's like, we're just going to walk. And he's yeah. like, 
we're not running? And yeah. then I was like, no. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. yeah, your yard's only so big, man. You can't run. They're not <laughs> ponies. Like, they're not horses. Yeah. And then he was disappointed that it wasn't more exciting. And I yeah. Was like, He's like, this is it? I'm just sitting here? Yeah. Sorry, Oliver. You gotta. In his mind, I see, oh, I see Oliver in like a wild, wild west movie with like a hat and he's like, the bandana, and he's like, has like a pick in his mouth. Yeah. And he's like, you you folks come around these parts frequently? Well, yeah. not today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giddy up. Um, yeah. That's so cute. Um, cool. Well, it looked really fun. And um, yeah, I mean, man, I don't think I ever had a pony at my birthday, but but that's pretty cool. Um, cool. Well, we let's see what are we talking about today do we have any other updates oh we do have an update yeah before we get into today's topic so um we are we have an incentive that we are adding on a little bonus that we are adding on to um anyone who has already um committed and gotten their spot to come to our Lioness Leadership Retreat or those who decide to come. Um, And that is that we wanted to add on more tools and more resources for the people coming to this retreat who are, you know, aspiring leaders or women who are really wanting to step into their power and put their message out there and also create an income and develop platforms for themselves to do that. And so we thought it would it's really important and we've been getting asked this by so many people. I mean, I got asked this by like five people this weekend alone, um, but we've had this asked by a lot of our listeners in the past is when are you going to create some sort of like a podcast – like a podcast about a podcast or like – Or like a, how to do a podcast. Exactly. Like how to create a podcast because there are a lot of you. We know that um, – I mean, you found us through a podcast, so you you see the power of it. And it's, it's, it's an amazing way to get your message out there and to build your tribe. And so we think that for the attendees of our Lioness Leadership Retreat in September, this is a really important – um, skill for them to have um, if they want to create something like this now or in the future. So one of the things that we're offering is a podcast webinar, and that will be recorded. We're going to do it live, but that will also be recorded, and we will put it on our website with um, text instructions as well as images so that you know you can either watch the video, um, you can be a part of the live webinar and ask questions, or, you know, you can look at it on our website, um, but it'll be private, you know, for now, for only for the people that are in this um, in this retreat and coaching program. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing we're offering now, because then we were like, well, wait, we want another – another thing that we're constantly asked is mm-hmm. – Ambie, do you want to share about this? Sure, is how to connect to your guides or how to develop your intuition in a very clear way. So um, one of the things that I get asked a lot is, well, what do you do with um, your intuitive classes? What do you do with that? So there are some – The intuitive classes are completely customized to each individual, but there are some general guidelines, right? Um, Protection um, is one of them, differentiating your energy from somebody else's, 
practice um, and then establishing a very clear and distinct relationship with your guides. So those are another things or something else that we're adding on to this um, as a webinar. So that way you can follow along with it. You can um, rewind it, rewatch it. If you miss something, you always have it there with you. Yep. So these, to be clear again, these are two webinars and essentially like mini courses that we are adding on to this whole package of um, coming to the retreat and then the three-month coaching prog- program that comes after that. Um, and these will be available to you well before the retreat. We'll probably um, record them so you can join in sometime next month. So um, yeah. if that's of interest to you, we still have about half of the spots left for our Linus Leadership Retreat. Um, and there's a couple of you that have been talking to us about them. So if that's something you want to do, definitely reach out to us. Um and check it out in the show notes because we have a link in there and we have payment plans available if that's something you want to do. So yes, that's enough for housekeeping. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of Southern accents here yeah. today. Well, it makes sense. It got real Southern all of a sudden. <laughs> it makes sense because I'm going down to Florida. Um, I just got back from LA late last night and I'm going yeah. down to Florida um, in three days to see my family, and they're all southern and they talk like this. So, oh, um, yeah, I didn't know you had family in Florida. My whole dad's side of my family is from Florida. My cousin, who you know, is from Miami. Oh, every my my grand. What'd you say? She messaged me today. Good. Yeah, that's insane. She's gonna work with you. She is. Yeah. Hell yeah! I'm, I'm happy. That makes me happy. Um, <laughs> I didn't even have to check on her. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my grandpa, He's he literally, every time he sees me, he goes, well, hi, sweet darling. Like, that's exactly how he talks. Also, side note, my grandpa on the – I have like 50 cousins or more on my dad's side. He has six brothers and sisters, so there's seven kids. It's an Irish Catholic – they were grown – they were raised in an Irish Ooh, Catholic family. That's and, a lot of kids. Yep. And they all have kids and those kids have kids, except for me. I don't have kids, but all those kids have kids. So there's just a ton of cousins I have. And – um my grandpa on the low has told me several times, he's like, you're my favorite granddaughter. And then <laughs> in front of people, I'll be like, well, grandpa, since I'm your favorite grand- granddaughter, and he'll be like, what? You crazy devil woman. I said no <laughs> such thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Because all my other cousins will be like, what, grandpa? And he'll be like, she's lying. I don't know what she's talking about. And then on the low, he'll be like, you really are. So, hey, Grandpa, I, you're probably not listening to this, but. You know what I do? I tell each of my kids they're my favorite and not to tell their siblings. Wow. Well, I hope none of them ever listen to this. They already do. They already talk. They're, they're top listeners, subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Riley's like, you're embarrassing me on the show. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah. That's a good strategy. Yeah. I like it. So they each feel like they're my favorite. Yeah. Good. Just hope none of them ever talk to each other about it. Bryn already does. But again, you could just do like my grandpa. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Devil woman. I yeah, love that. Devil woman. Um, <laughs> That's a good time. Money guy. Um, Maybe your grandpa does that to everybody. That's what I was saying. Maybe he tells everybody. I'm well, just, no, he doesn't. But he doesn't because they're like, you. what? Huh? I said, I'm kidding. He probably only tells yeah, you he that. he only tells me, I mean, I am really his favorite. It's real. Trust me. Trust me. Um, and why wouldn't I be? Um, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> okay. So 
today's topic. So while I was away in California, um, I had this realization. It was kind of this like subtle breakthrough that I wasn't really trying to have, but it – I mean – I was open to having any sort of breakthrough, but it really just kind of subtly crept in and then hit me very – just like it kind of hit me over the head and I was like, whoa. And that was – so I don't know. I'm sure a lot of you listening can resonate with this, that we have these like upper limits set, right, where we can can get really motivated. We can get really driven and focused on creating something in our lives, which you – we've all been doing and you've been witnessing us doing and we've been talking about doing for several months now. But for me, I've all, I've re- I've recognized that there's always been this like point where it just stops. It's like and it feels like I hit a wall and I can't go past the wall. And and it it feel I can feel it energetically and you know, I've talked to Ambie about it and I've journaled about it. I've talked to my other coaches about it. And I'm like, I just don't really know what it is. But there's some part of me that's like unwilling, unwilling to go past this point. And I'm not sure why, because there's another part of me that's like, come on, like, let's go, you know. So when I was at the um, the convention for Purium this weekend, we were doing a lot of like private coaching and night owl stuff where we all get together and really like share what's on our minds and our hearts and really get to hear each other and see each other as we're all going through a lot of growth processes. And I was talking to Tala who has been on the show and has been helping us build our Purium biz and um, – he was talking about how it's interesting because in on on the podcast and on Zooms and on the phone, I'm like super charismatic, right? I'm like this. I'm like, yeah, blah, you know. But in person, especially like at this summit, I was way more subdued. And I think part of that was because there's just a lot of people around and a lot of energy. And I'm – that's a thing. Like for all of us, that's a thing. But also – um. It started – and we were talking about that and suddenly I started telling him this story about how I was like, well, the thing is that like when I was younger, I – when I was in second grade, my mom took me out of one school because the teacher had um, punished me because I got bored of writing the numbers 1 to a 1,000 at like the number 700 and something. I just stopped and she said I didn't know how to be obedient and follow the rules. And my mom was like, no, you're just boring her. And she clearly knows how to do this. Like if she got to that number, like she's just bored. So she took me out of this school and put me into a new school, which was a really nice school, public school, but it had a gifted program. And the gifted program was – They took 30 kids out of that grade and put them into an accelerated learning classroom, right? So essentially for the next six years of my life, of my school life, I was with these same 30 kids and we were kept separate from the rest of the grade and we were taught by different teachers and we were taught in an accelerated level. And every year it kind of got worse and worse as far as with the other kids because – 
the other kids were constantly being told like that we were separate from them basically because we were smarter than them or we were I don't know if they were directly told this but it was implied obviously it's like oh you're regular and they're gifted type of thing so mm-hmm. naturally the other kids did not like this like they, they you know it's kind of like the who the f do you think you are type of thing and they would just kind of torment us like and it started small when we were younger and then it just would get bigger and bigger and bigger and eventually I started doing really poorly in school and I remember it was like and I haven't thought about this in a long time, but I remember it was basically like a choice. I didn't want to do well in school anymore. I didn't want to be quote unquote gifted because it was this constant like, oh, you're in the gifted program. Oh, like you fucking loser type of thing. Or like, oh, you're like such a goody to or you're such a whatever. And therefore you cannot hang with us and we do not like you. Yeah. And and it was lonely and it was isolating for – I mean it was – the 30 of us were bonded, but I mean, over time, especially towards the later years, a lot of us started to kind of reject each other, like be like, I don't even want to, I don't want to, I don't want to acknowledge that I'm a part of this even. I just want to be normal. I just want people to like me. I just want to like be able to, I want people to accept me. And so everyone kind of went, every one of us kind of went through their like little rebellious phase with it. Um, but for me, I just, I I went from being an excellent student and really loving to learn and loving to interact in the classroom and loving to share what I knew and feeling special and feeling gifted to feeling um, like I did not want to achieve. I did not want to do well. I did not want to be recognized for doing well. Um, I I didn't want to be smart anymore or whatever it was. You know, I just didn't want that. And – and I haven't thought about that in a long time. Like, I mean, I, I, it was in my mind, but I didn't connect it. I didn't connect it to me having an upper limit on my success and constantly hitting these walls where it's like I'm just about to break through, you know, with something I'm working on. And all of a sudden it's like I'm like, oh, I don't know what happened. The energy has gone. I just can't do it. I can't motivate myself to do it. And so I just made this connection and it was powerful. And I actually, as soon as I made the connection, I like had to go back to my room and all these really sad emotions were coming up. And I was just like letting them come up and just being by myself and just kind of being in the sadness for a minute. And and it was kind of really beautiful because then I let them come up and then I felt more clear about it. And I was like, wow, this has really been a thing for a long time. And um. And so, again, it was just this really powerful breakthrough that I kind of wasn't expecting to have. And I feel – I felt really excited to be able to share it here on the podcast because I can feel that this – there are other things like this for a lot of our listeners that we may not even be conscious of. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I feel like this is an opportunity maybe to think about Think about achieving and think about success. And there's a lot of us I know who want to be successful and say we want to be successful and say we want to, you know, create this type of lifestyle and say we want to do well. But to really think back about your childhood and especially about your education, maybe, mm-hmm. and 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 feel into what was 
you're feeling around doing well and around being recognized and around getting good grades, for example. Like I know a lot of people that like didn't want to get the good grades. Like they didn't want to be the top of the class for that reason. They didn't want to be called like a nerd or whatever it is. So um, yeah, it's just an opportunity to kind of reflect on that and see where might we have created these upper limits as a form of safety and wanting love and acceptance in our earlier life, especially within maybe like the school system. I'm just, I'm just processing and taking it in and thinking about my childhood and all of that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I have, I have a memory of like, I think I've shared this before, but I have this memory and it always stands out to me and maybe this is why, but we were talking, I don't even remember what the conversation was. Two memories, same class. One, I told everybody that I wanted to be the first female president and everyone laughed at me and the teacher Mm. said, women can't be president. Dang. And so it made me feel like, okay, well, I shouldn't speak up anymore because I just have dumb ideas, right? Mm -hmm. And A, that teacher's a sexist, but whatever. And then, (laughs) and then, um, but then also in the same classroom, we were talking about history. And I remember asking what time, because I remember we're going over stuff and I was like, we're leaving out like a really big part of history and it doesn't make any sense. And I was like, what time period was there like mostly women around? And it was, it was all women and like women did everything. Mm -hmm. And, and everybody like looked at me like I had four heads (laughs) and the teacher was like, no time frame. You made that up. And so I learned at a very young age that a I'm not smart, and which is intro, and that also I have crazy ideas. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I very well could have been one of the kids that picked on you. I very well could have been one of the kids that was like, "You think you're so fucking smart mm-hmm. because you're jealous." Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's an interesting dynamic that we're sitting here today, like, yeah, like talking about this, um, because I learned very quickly that if I was the girl that didn't go by the rules, I was the girl that said like the funny girl in class that said obnoxious things and everybody laughed and things like that. People like that person better. People like that person better than the person who does their homework or gets good grades on the test. Yeah. And all of that stuff doesn't matter anyway, because this is the box that I'm in. I'm the funny girl. I'm the party girl. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like every, every year I would fail a class and the teachers leave comments and they would say pleasure to have in class. And my mom <laughs> would be like how are you failing this class, but the teacher still likes you? And I'm like, I'm just a likable person. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they just like me. And it's just, um, yeah, it's just interesting. It is interesting. And and on that note, like, that's part of – that's something I was recognizing that was happening too is like, for example – 
um, when we were at the convention on one of the last nights, they were they were recognizing certain people that have done some really incredible things for the company and with their own businesses. And it was really cool. Like they were – it was felt like some, someone we were with was like actually one of the brand partners that was on our team. She's a – she's a – She's like, I don't know, 40, 50. She's a mom of another one of the brand partners. And she was sitting there. She's like, I don't know, you guys. Like, I never went to my high school prom. I was a mom really early in life. I had my first baby at like 16. And I never got to go to the prom. And I never got to go to any of the dances or do the high school things. And she's like, so this may sound stupid. But when I saw everyone up there, like, in their beautiful dresses, receiving this award, I was just like, I want to do that. Like, I want to be up there. Like, I want to be in that dress and I want to be being seen by everyone and just feeling beautiful. And everyone was like, no, that's not stupid at all. She's like, I just feel silly. And it's like, no, like, it's important, you know? And, um, but anyway, so what I was thinking when that was happening was part of me was like, that's really well anyway and she was like I don't know guys it just felt like the academy awards to me and I was like that's so sweet and totally like the academy awards of like your health yeah but like health yeah. um but I was having conflicting emotions during that because a, a part of me was way more receptive than I would have been in the past I was like part of me was like one of our mentors Sarah was getting an award and I was up there like filming her and she had a really touching moment I was really she looked beautiful and I was really happy for her Um, but you know, then there was this other part of me that's like, why should you even care about this? This is just Mm -hmm. so like, you know, oh great. Like people achieving, like there was this voice and voice in the back of my head and I heard it and it was clear. And I was like, and I started to recognize again, like, wait, that's not mine. That's not my genuine voice. That's the voice of me. That's the voice that I learned when I felt separated from people and I learned that being smart wasn't cool and achieving wasn't cool. The opposite was cool. And that's mm-hmm. how people liked you, the opposite way. And so I realized I'm like, oh my God, this whole time that I've been kind of rejecting in my life, I've never been able to really work in a corporation. I've never really like been able to wholeheartedly be like, yay, for like for for like formalities and awards and things like that like it doesn't mm. it feels hard for me to actually genuinely support it because it feels like a, a structural system and i feel like that was what was happening early on in my life i was rejecting any sort of system of succeeding i was rejecting any sort of like embracing of um achievement. And so that voice is still there a little bit. I mean, I I was recognizing how far I've come because now it's kind of like a 50-50 thing or even maybe a more so like a positive thing, but the voice is still, I can hear it. But I was like, wow, that's where that comes from. The, the girl who feels like she's rejected her, um, who she is in order to fit in. And now she's become one of them. She's become Mm -hmm. one of the people who makes fun of other people for trying and succeeding, you know? And so it's really interesting how um, when you – you become the thing you don't like. You can very easily become the thing you don't like because you you so badly want to be accepted, you know? So it kind of turns you into – I mean, I now I'm thinking about the movie Mean Girls. 
<laughs> and how like Lindsay, that's like the story of Mean Girls, right? Like, yeah, amazing I mean, movie. it's um, it's a survival mechanism. Yes, survival. Yeah, you know? that's our main instinct is to survive. Mm-hmm. So it Very makes true. sense. It definitely makes sense. And I think to some degree, like anyone that victimizes someone else in any way has been a victim before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that, there's this whole philosophy though. Um, So I think maybe the generation before us started this uh, participation awards, right? Yeah. You'll get a prize just for being you. Good job. Um, There was this article that I read. I really read it that usually I say that, but it means I was listening to it. Um, But I read it. And what it talks about is like this Barney, um, everybody loves you. You're perfect the way you are. This mentality is actually somewhat detrimental to adults because you go into the world thinking like everything's going to work out for me and I don't have to face anything hard and I win a ribbon just for participating. And then reality comes and you get hurt and you're like, oh shit, this sucks. So what Gary V talks about quite a bit. Oh, does he? Well, mm-hmm. good for good for me and yeah. Gary V. But how so, <laughs> you're setting so, yourself up to get like bushwhacked and like yeah, unrealistic expectation of reality. Exactly. And so, and I'm not saying that you know reality is hard and it has to be anything like that. But it, it can't be black or white. It has to be some level of gray. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that it's really it's good that you experience that. It's good that I experience that because otherwise. I would I would rather go through that and and struggle a little bit than um, my friend who's a little bit younger than me that went through the opposite that Barney phase of like why do I constantly feel like I'm failing mm-hmm. and I constantly feel like I'm failing because I was told that everything will be handed to me and it's not mm-hmm. you know yeah. or like um, she was explaining that she constantly feels like um, jobs should do whatever she wants them to do. Right. Like they owe her something. Right. But that's not the reality of the situation, especially with a, a it, corporate America. It sets you up. It's that type of um, – yeah, that type of messaging makes it hard for people to be self-motivated, I think, because they think that everything is supposed – that's what they've been told. Oh, it's all going to work out for you and you're – like you said – Entitlement. Entitlement. Yes, entitlement. That's a good one. And listen, like we are entitled to love ourselves and we are entitled to, you know, feel good and we are entitled to all those things. But life is about um, life is about moving towards something. Life is about wanting something, identifying what you want, and then doing everything you can to get that because that's that's what feels the best. When you are you know, lit up because you're on the pursuit of something and you're and, – and even when you – the best times are when you have to work hard, honestly. The yeah. best times because you you know that you did it. You know that you did it and that you worked through – I mean, look at all the it's, – it's the hero's journey format. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the hero's journey. It's like no story is good unless – you know, the protagonist has to – is on this great journey like towards something and they have to go through many – trials and tribulations and, you know, go through things they never thought they could go through. And that's what makes an incredible life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I, I'm happy that I, I, I experienced it too. And I also realized that, um, you know, in me just discovering this and identifying this, it's 
Um, it's going to help me help others identify it and realize it. And and also, it's such a beautiful process of this is what it means when it says when when people talk about like you're coming, you're re- remembering who you really are. Like mm-hmm. you're, that's what this is. It's a process of peeling away everything that's not you. It's like just by identifying this one thing, it's like oh my god, like. That's not who I am this whole time. I've taken on this persona of like, I don't need that. And like, I don't want to do that. And blah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like, like I'm not going to be a part of that. It's this thing of I'm not going to be a part. I'm not yeah. going to be a part. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, that's not me. That's not me. The real me wants to be a part. The real me wants to be embraced. The real me wants to be seen. And and the other thing is like during this ceremony, this like awards type of thing, the top earners in the company who are amazing, strong, powerful, healthy, beautiful, open-hearted women who you feel their vibration. I mean, you when they get on stage, they're just radiating and you're just like, yeah, girl, girl you know, like you did this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they go out there and they go, trust me, you want this. Like you want to achieve this. Not like look at me, you want this. They're like, you look – you're looking at me saying, maybe I want to do this. Trust me, you do. And we want you to be here too. Mm-hmm. And I just think – I just think for me in particular, identifying this is is really big because it's removing this block that I've had that I haven't even known or been conscious of that I have. And now I am really excited to move forward through the place that I've had the block up, like through the place I've had the wall up saying you can't go past here or else you will achieve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's like gates open. Let's freaking do it. Mm-hmm. And and who knows what will come from that. And so I just, you know, I just feel like, when there's when you keep hitting this like upper limit or this wall or whatever it is and you can't figure out what's going on just look back and just kind of get more in touch with your past you know because everything is from something like that everything is from something that we picked up that was not ours right and yeah. it's very powerful simply to identify that so hmm yep i like that i like that and whether it's on stage at a Perium convention or everybody's view of success looks different is my point, right? Definitely. So whether it's it's owning your own business or helping others run their business or um, spending more time with your family because now you have more flexibility in your schedule, whatever, the, or being on stage at Perium, whatever the motivation is it doesn't mean that it's not going to come with some trials and tribulations, like you said. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's not worth it. I think one of the big mistakes that I see in this community, and I love this community, but one of the big mistakes is that if it's meant to be, then it'll just happen. Yep. And that's not always the case. If you have something in your heart that you can't release, but it's hard and you have to overcome an obstacle, then overcome the damn obstacle and stop saying it'll be handed to you because it might not be. Oh my God. 
I had so many conversations like this while I was in California. I ended up in an Uber with this kid who, um, as soon as I got in, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I could feel like a resonance with him before we even talked. I don't usually talk to, like, I don't usually talk to the people in the Uber. You say that a lot, though, but I think you talk to a lot more. Uber I talk to my drivers, not like the other people. In the oh, okay. I was yeah. like, you said oh, yeah. you talked to a lot of I've, drivers, I've, I've but you talked to a lot of Uber drivers. Yeah, no, but this kid was in the car, and I don't know why. I just knew that we were going to have a conversation conversation when I got in the car and we start talking and turns out he's a music producer and I start telling him about how he's worked in the music biz but not anymore and he was like oh really like wow I'm really and we start talking and anyway long story short and then the our Uber driver ended up being a guy who was writing a movie script and getting that like making it himself and we got into this whole conversation where I was just on one like I was on a high that day and I just went on one about like I was like listen you got it you got to just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? He's like, well, I have all these people I want to reach out to, but I just feel like I'm not ready. I'm like, why? He's like, well, just because it'll just, I don't want to be that person. I'm like, what person? Someone trying to do what you want to do? Like, what do you mean? I was like, you got to do it, man. Like, tomorrow isn't promised. Like, you got to do it today. And if you you keep saying later, you're going to say later for years and years and years and years. He's like, you're right. Oh, you're right. And he's like, you know, he's like, what do you do? I was like, this. (laughs) And he's like, well, you're really good at it. So that's good. I was like, cool. Yeah, this is what I like. This is what I like to do. So I need to do more of it. Um, but I had so many conversations with people today, uh, this this weekend about exactly that, exactly what you just said. It's like, do you think it's going to be comfortable to 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 grow in the area that it's been, you know, you've you've wanted to go towards? Do you think it's going to be comfortable to do something that's scary to you, but you know you want to do? No, because you're scared of it, so it's going to be uncomfortable. However, it is so worth that discomfort because once you decide, I don't care that it's uncomfortable. I'm going to step forward anyway because this is important to me. Mm-hmm. You'll see that the universe is right there to support you, but it can't show you that unless you take the step. It cannot show you unless you dare to believe and yeah. and dare to make it happen and stop saying tomorrow and stop saying next year and stop saying when, when I have the money. When I have the money. Oh, man. There was someone I was talking that I've been talking to month after month about doing something in particular and every month they tell me, I am doing this. I'm doing it. 100%. I just have to do this first. And finally, I was just like, um, how long are you going to say – how long are you going to put this off? Because if you really want something to change so that you can do all these things you're telling me you want to do, then don't you – nothing changes if nothing changes. Like yeah. you you got to shift something here. You got to put something on the line. You know what I mean? In order to get into a different space. So – and it's like exactly. you make you make time for what's important. You make yeah. space financially for what's important as well. Yep. You wouldn't say, "Well, I can't eat this month because I don't have the money." Yep. You would find the money to fucking eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you got to eat. You got to whether it's going to McDonald's and getting something for a dollar or going to Whole Foods and buying like four hundred dollars worth of groceries. You've got to eat. Yep. So that's you make, it. Yeah. you make time and you make money for what's important to you. That's a very good – I think that's a very good uh, example because there's – I mean, I'm not saying people don't worry about eating sometimes. I'm, yeah, I, yeah. I've been – I remember being out of college and literally my bank account for the next like – for two weeks because I quit this job and I didn't have another one, which is whatever. Um, <laughs> 
I remember in my bank account literally for two weeks, like the total that I had was like $7 and that was also to like get drive and I was eating like, you know, but the po- – but – I do think that is a very good example because when people say they have no money, it's like, right. However, you are factoring in that you will find a way to eat. Yeah. And and that means that you are manifesting. Like you yeah. always – you. I feel like that now we've gotten to the point where that is just a constant. For most people, they're eating. Like, like yeah. you said, they're finding a way to eat. And so if you're finding a way to do that, you can find a way to do the other things you want to do too. You can find a way to go to that really cool event you want to go to. You can find a way to, um, you know uh, – like, Buy that book. Buy the book. Yeah. yeah. You can find a way to do the things that are important to you. And I think what what happens is that we, we value the wrong things right now. We're valuing like, well – not the wrong things. It's just what your value. Okay, here it is. Here it is. It's coming, you guys. <laughs> okay, what you're valuing is the thing that's going to get you by, but keep you in the same space. And yeah. what you're not valuing, which you need to be valuing, is the thing that's actually going to take you to the next step. Boom. There it is. So it is. what I mean by that is you're saying, well, I, I, I can't spend the money on this new thing right now that I'm really attracted to because. What I need to make sure is that I can pay for these things cable. that I'm used to. I can. I need to pay for cable. I need to pay yes. for Netflix. I yes. need to pay for this shit. Yes. Reality, cable cost us $350 a month. So we stopped. We now spend $150 a month on internet and Netflix and stuff like that. So we found a way mm-hmm. to make it work because cable is no longer important. Does that make sense? Like. Yeah. I don't want to sit around and watch TV all day. That's not the person I want to be. Yep. So why am I going to pay a crazy amount of money every month to do that? Yep. I used to sell, I used to sell shit at a pawn shop to get gas money. Yep. Yes. There's ways to do anything. And I think the issue is that people are just focused on maintaining and staying afloat versus actually expanding and moving to the next step. And so if you Mm -hmm. think about it, What do you need to do to move to the next step? You need to stretch yourself. Well, okay, yeah, maybe you need to sell something on eBay. Maybe you need to do like a a job for, you know, a week or whatever that you you don't love to do. But is ask yourself, feel inside your heart, is this thing that I keep feeling called to do but I keep saying that I don't have the money for, is that going to get me energetically to the next step or push me forward? And if the answer is yes, then find a way to do it. Like, otherwise you're just going around in the hamster wheel, literally. Another example, I wanted to, we wanted to go back to San Diego a couple of years ago because my dad's really sick still. Um, And I wanted to see him before he passed, right? We, I mean, we were not making a lot of money at the time. So what did I do? I got a second job on the weekends to pay for the trip. Mm -hmm. If you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. But what did that do? That actually sparked a relationship between me and my father. It gave me some really great memories. And then also what it did was it propelled me into this idea of if I did this, what else is possible? Yep. Totally. It reminds me of when I was deciding whether or not I was going to go to Kauai or not the yeah. first time. And and John, who – I don't know if we've announced this on the podcast yet, actually, but we have decided yeah. – Yeah. Okay. 
Well, we'll we'll address that next episode. Um, <laughs> but anyway, John, um, we asked. I was asking, well, should I go on this Kauai trip? Because like, no one else, like Ambie's not going, and I don't think you were going at the time. And like, and I, I, it's gonna be a stretch, and I have the ticket, but like, should I? And they were like, well, why do you want to go? And I was like, I don't know, because I want to grow. And they were like, right, but you also you want to make connections, you want to network, you want to meet people, you want to be in the mix. I'm like, yeah. And they were like, so you can do that from home. And I remember feeling this like weird relief come over me like, oh, good. And they go, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go. And I was like, damn it. And then I knew (laughs) – and then I knew in that moment I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And I thought that was a really interesting uh, communication because it was like – what they were saying was, do you need to go? No. Mm -hmm. Should you – does that mean that you shouldn't? No. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't because – Needing to go is not – we. I think as humans, we're so used to being like, well, everything that I do has to be justified by need and requirement and essential, right? Yes. It, it has yes. to be essential to to this moment and to yep. what I need to survive. And it's like – It goes back to self-worth for sure. Yes. I'm not worthy of it unless I, I'm – I need it to survive. Unless I absolutely have to do yep. it. Yeah. Yep. And it's like – and so I, I just think that's something really interesting to ponder. It's like it doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't do it even if you don't need to do it. Or I don't know if I just said that no, right. That's but right. Yeah. yeah, okay. Even yeah. if you don't need to do it. Um, and and yeah, oh, I like uh, – yeah, I really like that you just said it goes back to self-worth because, yeah, it absolutely does. It's, it's valuing your own desires because your own de- – and also think about where your desire is coming from. You're, we, we're so quick to be like, oh, well, I want to do this. But it's like – but where do you think that desire is coming from? It's coming from source. Like it's coming from your higher self. Is that not the thing you should be valuing the most? Like mm-hmm. is that the, not the thing you should be trusting in the most? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I I think this comes from like being younger and being like, oh, I want that like little pony toy. And our parents being like, you don't need that. You know what I mean? And us being like, oh, you're right. It's frivolous. Like feeling like we wanted frivolous things and being told it was frivolous, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like even though these things that we're wanting now, it's like, what do I want to do? I want to take a course to become certified in Reiki and I want to, you know, which is going to help me and help other people. I want to, um, you know, go on this trip to this training. I want to go to a retreat. I want to, uh, up, you know, like up level my body. I want whatever. There's a million things you could want to do. But it's like, listen to what these things are. They're not frivolous. They're things that are going to dramatically enhance the quality of your life. Yeah. You know? So definitely, I want to get a tummy tuck. Yeah. And it's going to dramatically enhance the quality of your life. I saw my – one of my best friends from L.A. when I was in L.A. after the convention, Tara, and she's pregnant. And she was talking about how she's like, yeah, my – she was the the part that you had to get like fixed on your stomach. She was like, yeah, dude, it's already happening. Like it's pulling apart. She's like, but yeah, I heard it can pull apart too much. And then – and I was telling her, yeah, that's what my – uh, podcast coast just was getting this done for and yeah. and it's going to dramatically increase the quality of your life so yeah. <clears throat> and it already has but it doesn't mean that it's not hard yeah it sucks yeah I can't bend over still when I get up too fast I'm like oh shit yeah I can't yell at my kids because it hurts but yeah. I'm kidding it does but um <laughs> 
But I mean, you remember I couldn't laugh because it hurt too much. And now I can laugh. It's just getting easier and easier. So it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean that it wasn't hard and it doesn't mean it's not worth it. Yes. Hard is still worth it. If it's hard, it's even more worth it. I feel like going back to just really quick, like what the participation award, I feel like that's what that teaches the kids. It's like, oh, well, if it's hard, don't do it. It's too much struggle and you'll probably fail and – or like, you know, you don't need to – like, yeah. yeah. And so hard things are worthwhile. Hard things actually make it even more worthwhile. Struggling or, you know – going through challenges as you're on your way to your goal, that's what you came here to live life for, truly. Mm-hmm. If you just went right to your goal, what would be – life would just be so pointless. Life would be yeah. so meaningless and no, there would be not as – the joy would not be there like there is. So um, – It cool. goes back to purpose too because everybody always asks me when we do readings, what's my purpose? And I tell them, and then sometimes they're like, oh, I feel that. And sometimes they're like, "Mm, that doesn't seem right because it's difficult. Yeah. Or because it's like, oh, I have to do a lot for that purpose. So I've got to be, I've got to go to 12 years of school to be a doctor. Man, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Too much. That's too much work. So. Totally. Oh, wow. Well, guys. Yep. Going to do the Patreons. Feels very – thanks for prompting me. Feels awesome to be back. Let's thank our Patreons, Whitney Kanika, Tiffany Polito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bowen, Sean Doe, Shannon McCoy, Sarah Meehan, Renee Hart, Priscilla Marquez, Mimi Abnetter, Marabella Muncie, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kellyanne Bates, Pasha Boshnevich, Carrie Mayweather, Jamie McMahon, Jimmy Edwards, Heather Kiefer Grace, Dana McFadden, Cheyenne Carroll, Charmsy Foster Mama on Instagram, Kara Miranda, Bex Boot, Amelia Stevenson, Alex Latiri, Alex Anderson, Adonica Haskell, Nike, and Alicia D'Amico. Thank you so much. We love you. And uh, our actual, our second private conversation with John is tonight. Um, right? Yep. Yep. I didn't know if you still wanted to do it, but we'll talk. I think all we're doing about. it. We're doing it. We're okay. doing it. Um, I do want to say really quick. So the. Special, uh, a special thing that we have going on retreat wise for only the patrons. If you are thinking about becoming a patron, patron, yeah. If you're thinking about becoming a patron, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to jump, even if it's like the $20 tier, because the offer that we have for patrons only is well worth it. And there have been a couple people that have reached out. I think we told them what it was, Mystic Manor. Yeah. Um, so there have been a couple people that reached out, but we're only offering it to our Patreons right now. So if you want to do it, all you have to do is be a patron. Just throwing that out there. You don't yeah. have to jump through hoops. Yeah. So we're doing a joint retreat with a Mystic Manor. So it'll be Inner Bloom and Positive Head together, Brandon Beecham and uh, us and some other awesome people like Joe Dispenza's people. I actually got to stop by there right before I went to the Perium convention and I saw the house. It's freaking incredible everyone I cannot wait to be there and saw all the people that are there and Brandon filming his TV show and we're gonna get to be a part of that and who, whatever guest is there that week it's just gonna be so freaking cool so um yep 
become a patron if you want to be able to opt into that and um, and we'll have more cool like exclusive experience for experiences for our patrons in the future as well. So um, our link is in our show notes as always. Um, hit us up at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out for a private intuitive reading with Ambie and a private EFT session with me um, or reach out to say hi because we love hearing from you. And till next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 